This is Bob Morris in Desert Horticulture. Today I want to talk to you about peach trees that bloom early and how to protect them from early spring frost. Identification of plants around your landscape so you can take care of them. And a dwarf peach tree that might just be a miniature instead. All this and more on today's Desert Horticulture. Let's get right into the questions. My peach tree was in full bloom when that freeze hit in early February. This is the second time in three years I had my peach crop wiped out by freezing temperatures. I'm thinking seriously of replacing it. What varieties bloom a little later than the first week in February? Well, peaches uh, bloom almost religiously on February 1st. They, the first the first flowers appear on peach tree. Generally speaking, and I would say at 90% of the time, the early flowering peaches are also the early flowering, excuse me, the early producing peaches as well. So the difference might be maybe two or three weeks in production time, in flowering time. So, for instance, the early peaches, early producing peaches, might bloom continuously for the first two or three weeks in February, while the later peaches might start maybe the second or third week in February and bloom later. Then the very late peaches might start to bloom at the latter part of February and into March. Remember that in the Las Vegas Valley, there is a 95% chance that we will not get a freeze after, let's hear a drum roll, March 15. I know that may come as a surprise to a lot of you, but historically, that's what it works out to be. Now, no one is going to wait for early blooming fruit trees like many of the plums, many of the apricots, many peaches, but I can understand your frustration in having an early peach, probably something like early treat, or Florida Prince, Florida King, um, and or it could be one of, like May Pride, for instance, one of the one of the peach trees that produces fruit in early June, maybe the latter part of May if you're lucky and it's been warm, buying a fruit tree that produces fruit crops later than this can be one solution if your particular landscape has a low spot or catches some cold air that causes it to freeze. Another possibility is that you planted this tree in the wrong place. Your fruit tree might have been planted in a warm microclimate part of the yard. All of the landscapes have a part of the yard which is colder than the rest and some which are warmer than the rest. Most times the warmer parts of the landscape are on the south and west sides of a home usually closer to walls that reflect radiated heat. This may or may not be the case, but in your case, it's something to consider anyway. Commercially, what orchardists will do is plant on the north side of a hill or the east side of a hill where the fruit trees will 
come into flower a little bit later than they might normally. This is particularly true if an orchard location, potential location, is in a warm spot that typically gets low temperatures in the spring. To avoid these freezing temperatures in the early part of the year, locations of fruit trees on the north side of, of a hill or out of the way of drainage, cold air drainage areas will help. Usually cold air settles into low spots and usually cold air will dominate the north and east sides of a landscape. This may or may not be true depending upon the wind in that particular location. But generally speaking, those locations are colder and warmer than the rest of the landscape. It is possible to move that fruit tree to a new location if it's not older than about three years or been in the ground planted about three years. When a fruit tree has been planted in the ground longer than that, it is more difficult to move. In moving that particular tree to a colder part of the landscape, you would prepare the hole ahead of time in its new location in the colder part of the landscape, cut the tree back considerably, slice the roots of the tree as far out from the trunk as possible with a sharp shovel and a clean sanitized shovel, lift the tree and move it into its new location. It's a good idea to stake the tree so that the roots do not move during the first critical year of establishment. So the options that you have, you can remove that tree if you want or look at a possible colder part of the landscape where it might be relocated. The second question, we recently purchased a house and I would like to begin identifying the specific plants so I can take care of them. Shrubs and trees on our property. Can you recommend a publication that could help me do that? Uh, there are a couple of online services, uh, plant selection databases that you can access. The first one, because of the Las Vegas area that I would recommend, is the Southern Nevada Water Authority database located online from the SNWA website. So if you will go to your favorite browser, let's say it's Google, and type in the words SNWA plant database, it should come up for you. Go ahead and look at these and see if you can identify them from the pictures and the names. Another possibility is to look at the Arizona Municipal Water Users Association. That's the AMWUA website that will list a lot of plants that will grow in Arizona climates. Southern Nevada climates are similar to northwestern Arizona, many of them northwestern Arizona climates. So by going into the AMWUA website and downloading their brochure about recommended plants, you might be able to find those plants as well. Another possibility is to take pictures of these plants with your cell phone and go to the Master Gardener Help Desk, which is located at the Extension Office just south of McCarran Airport. Take these pictures and see if they can help you identify them. Call ahead of time, make sure someone is there to help you at 702-257-5555 and it's best to make an appointment so that your time isn't wasted.
Another possibility is to take them to a nursery and see if they can match your plants with something that might be there. Those are my best suggestions. The third question, I have a dwarf peach tree that was about a foot tall when I planted it last year. It has grown about six inches more. When, I, when can I prune it so it doesn't grow taller than me? I am four foot ten only and I don't want it to grow very tall because it will be very hard for me to cover it with a net in future years. I want it to stay small. So if this tree has grown only about six inches in a year, I'm assuming that this is what we call a miniature peach tree and not a dwarf. Let's look at the difference between the two. A dwarf peach tree is usually grafted onto a rootstock that will cause it to be smaller than its original full size. But a miniature peach tree is a genetic dwarf. It is not really considered a dwarf, but should be called a miniature peach tree because it just doesn't get very tall and grows very slowly. Examples of miniature peach trees are things like the bonanza line as one example. Those dwarf peach trees, those miniature peach trees, were supposed to be a boon to commercial production many years ago but they never really produced the flavor quality of many of the peaches that we enjoy now in from commercial nurseries. So I am guessing that what you have is a miniature peach tree and not a dwarf. We can also call this a genetic dwarf. What you'll do with miniature trees or genetic dwarf, you want to call them that, is you'll start them small and you'll keep them small. They normally don't get more than six or eight feet tall. So I don't think you'll have too much trouble. The problem that you'll have if you prune out the top is sunburn on peach and the sunburn of the limbs can cause uh, insect problems. Specifically, these are borers that get into limbs and the trunk of the tree and could cause dieback. And they get in lots of other ornamental trees as well. So if you're going to talk about, if you're going to prune genetic dwarf, aka miniature fruit trees, peach trees, then start your lowest limbs as low to the ground as possible without having the fruit touching the ground. So normally we start on normal dwarf trees, we try to start our first limbs around knee height. In this case, you might want to try starting your lowest limbs a little bit shorter than that, maybe about a foot tall. But you'll also want to prune this tree by removing entire shoots so that the remaining shoots are coming from the trunk or from large limbs like spokes on a wheel. This would be about 12 inches apart for most trees and also the distance apart between the limbs will be about 12 inches. You don't want crossing limbs. You don't want limbs to cross each other. So you'd remove one of those. Make sure that your, your pruning shears, hand shears or loppers have been sanitized appropriately. But you'll remove entire branches rather than just you, you'll remove entire branches from the tree from the trunk uh, rather than trying to clip on the outside, prune on the outside of the tree. That's best. You'll want to produce some shade. You don't want limbs 
on top of each other, shading each other. You don't want limbs crossing each other. You don't want limbs that are too close together. Instead, as this tree gets larger, you're going to remove these limbs so that they're far enough apart and don't cross each other. It'll be a while before you start to see fruit production, maybe two or three years. But when the fruit is being produced, typically on miniature peach trees, the fruit is produced on like a crow's foot of growth on the ends of the branches. So if you look at the ends of the branches, you'll see, you'll see small shoots coming from it that will contain the flower buds. When you're pruning it for production, you're going to eliminate all but one or two of those crow's feet, of those toes of the crow feet on each end of the branch. Then as the fruit begins to develop from the flowers in around the end of February, early part of March, you're going to go ahead and remove any fruit that are too close together so that you'll get a balance in the fruit production all through the tree and the resulting fruit will get larger. A tip I have for you about uh, birds and netting them, I, I don't use netting. Instead, because peaches, apricots, and plums are what we call climacteric fruit, they will ripen off of the tree. I'll look for bird damage around the time when I think it will appear. That's according to previous year's harvests. And as soon as I see bird, any bird specks, any bird pecking at all, I'll go ahead and start harvesting the peaches, apricots, or plums ahead of the bird damage so they don't get in there and cause it. The apricots in particular will ripen without any difference between tree ripened, fully tree ripened, and being pulled off the tree early. Peaches, there may be a slight difference, but if you're willing to wait as long as possible, as the, as the fruit is starting to mature on the tree and you start to see bird pecks, you should be able to stay ahead of them without any problem at all. Usually, the fruit on the south or towards the top in full sun or closest to full sun in the warmer areas of the tree will begin to ripen first and that's where to look for bird damage because they will know. Anyway, I hear those that music starting and it's time to leave. I hope these three questions benefited you and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Learn more about desert horticulture on my blog, Extreme Horticulture of the Desert. That's all one word, extreme horticulture, and starting with an X. Take some of my classes on desert horticulture. Google or search for Bob Morris on Eventbrite.